It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, live from Dallas. How are you doing today, buddy? <laughs> yeah, uh, finally made the trip home, so it's good. This is my first time to be home in, like, I think 15 months, which is a long time for me. So yeah. I'm glad to be home, seeing family. Uh, certainly <laughs> thrilled to be in Dallas in June. Uh, you, you guys never do change. It certainly yeah, is yeah. Uh, crazy <laughs> hot. Uh, but but I am glad to be here. And I'm certainly glad to, to talk some more uh, Cowboys wide receivers with you. Yeah, we are continuing continuing our, uh, our preview of training camp as we inch closer and closer. I know you're going to be out there in Oxnard, I believe, yeah. right, Landon? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and now it's actually coming up in, what, like less than a month? It's it's Yeah, I think it's the 26th is the first date or the 28th or something like that. I think like it's the yeah. first practice, right? But I think we have, like, players reporting before that. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot oh, to yeah. talk about before then for sure. Uh, so we're going to talk about wide receivers today, and I think we're going to do, instead of just talking about how good is Amari Cooper and how good is C.D. Lamb, you guys already know that. So the way that we have set this up is I've got like a burning question for each player that I want you to answer, and we'll kind of go off that. So uh, let's start with Amari. Are you concerned about the lower leg injuries that are starting to compile for Amari Cooper? He has not practiced at all this offseason. He had was a foot surgery uh, back in January. He's still not running. And the expectation is that he might not be ready for the start of camp. Are you concerned? I mean, I feel like I would be more concerned if I if he hadn't been through all of this with Amari so much already. You know, yeah. I, I mean, I, I certainly – um, I certainly don't like it, and I certainly hate that it, it feels like he's constantly dealing with, you know, some kind of something, uh, something right? Yeah. Um, I, but at the same time, he's obviously been able to kind of work through a lot of it and, and get through a lot of it. So uh, I, I do think that there is there is hope there. Um, I'm not as concerned with this, you know, current ankle injury as much as just the kind of constant lower body injury problem. That's that the biggest had. one for me, right? Is that it's always something. Yeah. And I think that that's legitimate, legitimate concern, you know, and, and I, and it, it kind of speaks to look Amari Cooper when he's playing and he's, when he's right is one of the best wide receivers in football. I mean, he, yes. he can, he's yes. arguably in the, in the conversation for best route runner in football period. I think he is. I think he and, is. And so I think, when he's there and, and everything's working, it's great. The, the problem is, is that, you know, it's, 
it feels like there is definitely uh, diminishing returns when he has, and he's dealing with a lower body injury. Um, mm-hmm. And that kind of contributes to some of the inconsistency that we've seen with him time to time. Um, and, and when there's more lower body injuries, that just, it begets more lower body injuries. You know, it's, it's, it's just a kind of like constant thing. So I, I yes, I have concerns about it because we need Amari and we need him to be healthy. Um, but I also know that he's found a way he's been dealing with this for almost his whole career and, and, and he's found a way to produce, uh, throughout it. So, um, you know, it's just kind of par of the, with the, of the, you know, part of the course with the mm-hmm. It's that you, you just know that he's not a guy that is a going to get you 85 receiving yards and a touchdown every single game kind of guy. He's a, I'll give you 230 yards receiving and four touchdowns in this game, you know, 60 yards and, and mm-hmm. no touchdowns this game. And, you know, so, and that's not, you know, obviously that's not something that you, you love to have in a guy that you've paid a lot of money, but at the same time, like I think the Cowboys passing offense can support it because of all the other talent that's around him. All right. So a couple things in Amari. Um, so since I believe he entered the league, he has missed a grand total of two games in his career due to injuries. So yeah. this is not somebody who misses a lot of time. However, since he's been since 2019, he's dealt with a foot sprain, an ankle sprain, a quadricep strain, a knee sprain, a hamstring strain, and now a foot surgery. That's all in the last two years. So that part of it is concerning. He's also somebody that kind of knows how to play these through these things, right? And yep. it doesn't seem like the Cowboys are worried that he's going to be not ready for the start of week one. I think I think he'll be fine. It, I think it's something to, to worth monitoring. And I will be concerned if he starts missing games and he starts yep. missing a significant amount of time. Like if it's just one game every three months, then I'm not concerned. But if it's, yep. hey, it's four games here, it's another three games, that's when I, I start to get worried. Um Next one, Michael Gallup. What if this is the year he breaks out? Like truly, (laughs) truly breaks out. Like this is the 1,200-yard, 13, 14 touchdown season. Then what do you do? Uh, Well, it really puts you in a spot. It would be the most Cowboys thing ever if that happened, honestly. Um, You know, I I think that the Cowboys are likely to consider – approaching him you know somewhere around mid-season maybe even earlier about a new contract if if they think that they can do uh something that's you know beneficial to them before he hits the open market and if they don't and he has a breakout season um you know there's there's a chance that he i mean i i actually am of the mind that i think that there's a chance that he comes back next year um, because I'm as well, I'm as based, well. based solely on the way the market for wide receivers was this year. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just feel like if, if that's the numbers that we're talking about for that kind of class of wide receiver, you know, signing Gallup, if you want him, is not, un- is not impossible. Yeah. Um, yep. if, if Gallup has a 1200 yard, 13 touchdown season though, uh, then it then it becomes a lot more difficult, it, and suddenly he kind of becomes eligible for that top tier wide receiver in free in free agency. Yes, you know that's yes. that's the key key thing there. And, and when you're and when you're in that kind of tier, um, you know the, the the rest of the market doesn't seem to have an effect. It's like you 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 suddenly are in your own kind of price range, and, and um, you know you can get a lot more money. And that's kind of 
sort of what you saw with uh, with with you know the, the market this year it, with not just wide receivers but a lot of players you know I, so I, I don't understand the wide receiver market like it's one of these ones no. I, it just it doesn't make sense to me that Kenny Galladay who basically missed the entire season last year and is an awful route runner gets eighteen million dollars per season. And then Juju Smith-Schuster gets eight. Like, like I know Galladay plays on the outside, and Juju's mostly a slot receiver, but there's not a $10 million difference between those two players. And then, like, there's somebody like Corey Davis, who didn't break out until this year, didn't even really break out. It was somebody who was a number two option on a pretty low-volume passing offense. All of a sudden, he gets, you know, $12.5 million per year from the Jets. Like, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me either. So, I... I have no idea what to expect from Michael Gallup's free agency. Like is is somebody going to blow him away with like a wide receiver one offer, or is he going to be another one of these guys that, Hey, you're probably more of a number two. We don't pay our number two receiver more than eight to $10 million a year. So we're just not all that interested. I I just have no feel at all for how it's going to work out for Gallup. Yeah. He's one of those guys who, you know, he, he, this season could determine he could, he could be, either one of those. And I think yeah. that that's kind of a rare guy, like where uh, if he had a, a breakout season this year, uh, you could easily see a team convince themselves that he could be their number one receiver. Yes. I mean, we, yes. we even talked about it, you know, previous to last year that, that Gallup was a, uh, you know, a guy who we thought that uh, before CD lamb into the picture, that it once Cooper's contract was done, that we thought we could just kind of plug into wide receiver one and then kind of see what happens next. And you know, the really the thing that changed the course of his career here was this drafting CD Lamb, was CD Lamb falling to the Cowboys. Yes. Not so much anything that Gallup did. So yeah, Gallup is definitely, you know, one of the kind of rare players this year that is up for a contract year who um, has produced previously in, in, in previous seasons recently. And that if, you know, with one more solid year uh, could be a guy that, like I said, teams could convince themselves that he could be a a number one and and thereby, you know, throw a ton of money his way. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens with Michael Gallup at the end of this year. I want to take a quick break to tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action on Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and UFC. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Uh, you can use our promo code LOCKEDON to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, let's talk about C.D. Lamb. Uh, my question for you is, Landon, when does he become the wide receiver one on this team? I think it's this year. I think um, it is too. I think it's. I think it's a question of when. You know, I, I, I would imagine that. You know, and look, I mean, the predictable way that this happens is that 
Cooper lose, uh, loses a game or two due to injury. Mm-hmm. Um, and CeeDee Lamb becomes the focus of an offense for a game or two and just, you know, blows it all up. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that I think that that's a possibility. It's just kind of a matter of when, you know. So I would say I think it could happen as early as midseason. Um, but I, I would say that by the end of the season – it's likely that that CD Lamb is the focus of the passing offense. I'm really interested what would happen if Amari was gone for a couple of games. Like, would they move CD Lamb to the you know outside receiver spot and then put somebody else in the slot? Would they want to keep CD Lamb in the slot where he you know has already excelled? That's what I want to know because if Lamb can go to the outside and dominate, that's when I think we really start having a conversation about okay, would this team be better off? moving on from Amari at the end of this year, re-signing Gallup and then bringing in a slot receiver and saving, let's say, $8 million a year, right? I mean, because that's, I think that's probably going to be the difference between Amari's contract, which pays him $20 million a year, and Gallup, who might get twelve. Um, if Lamb can do that, I think that's where things get a little dicey. But um, I, I agree. I think CeeDee Lamb is going to be an absolute star this year. Yeah, and I think that's all part of you know the reasoning behind them trying out people like Pollard and, and Slot, and you know, I, and then also kind of the the discussions we've heard about them moving Gallup around and trying to him, get him mm-hmm. more in the slot. The idea is that you you can't just pigeonhole. I mean, like Lamb is not Lamb didn't come into the league as you know, specifically a slot only guy. No, by no, any no, no, no. I mean, he did play in the slot a little bit in college, but it's certainly just, that's, that was the open spot on this team. Exactly. So, yeah. um, yeah, I think that if he's learned the outside positions, I have no doubt that he'll go out there and dominate the way he does in, on the inside. Um, and you know, they've already kind of made motions towards allowing for that by, mm-hmm. like you said, moving Gallup inside, seeing with Pollard move inside. I, I definitely think that what your hypothesis is about, you know, potentially moving on from Cooper and then bringing in another slot receiver that, I mean, that doesn't sound unreasonable to me. I don't at want all. them to do that, by the way. I don't want them to do that. Cause I think your advantage is having three dominant receivers that can all get open, right? Like that's, I love the idea of Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb together because CD is so good at the, after the catch, and Amari is, I think, the best route runner in football. So I, I wouldn't want to break those guys up. I can just see a path for yeah. them doing so if they have to. I agree. Like the, I, I agree on both points, that I don't necessarily desire that, but I can also see them doing that because – you know, team management situation that like, again, if Amari's injuries do start to mount up and they said, Hey, let's, let's get out while we can, or that I could also see that as a possibility. But again, we do not want that to happen because Amari Cooper is really, really good in case you forgot. Uh, Next one, Cedric Wilson, would the Cowboys be wise to sign him to a contract extension right now? You know, again, it, it, what what makes this tough is that the market is so weird. You know, it's and, and I think if the Cowboys can get him on a cheap deal, you know, for a couple more years, I like I certainly like the player. I certainly think he's underrated and, and kind of hidden in this Cowboys depth chart. Um, and he's shown you that he's you know can do something with the ball in his hand. He can get open. He can do you know the the little things you need as a wide receiver. Um, you know, cause he's been practicing that as he's been, uh, getting ready to be a part of the rotation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when he got into the, when he got his opportunities, he was a playmaker, you know? Uh, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, I think 
I think it depends on what the Cowboys' future is at the position. You know, I, I think it, it, Cedric Wilson getting a, a second contract may have ties to how they feel about get, Gallup getting a second contract. I, that's or, exactly or, what I was thinking. Yeah, you know, so uh, I think that it's it's an interesting question. Uh, I have to think that if Gallup leaves, they definitely uh, resign Cedric Wilson. Um, and, and I don't know that that's like the solution to the problem. I, I think they probably would still go out and get another wide receiver, but I think it, it definitely solidifies that you should hold on to Wilson for at least a little bit longer. I, I just didn't know, like, would it be advantageous for the Cowboys to offer Wilson like a, a three-year, $10 million deal right now? Because there's a chance he just doesn't get on the field at all this year if the Cowboys stay healthy. And then entering free agency, he's going to basically have no market, right? Because he yeah. has – you know, he as of right now, he has less than 200 or 250 career receiving yards. So this would be a way for Wilson to get paid and for the Cowboys to protect themselves a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it certainly makes deal sense, right? Like in that in, in the fact that both would be interested in signing this deal. Um, but I do think that it's also their willingness to the Cowboys willingness to do this is probably tied to trying to figure out exactly what they've yes. got in Gallup and how much they want to spend there. All right, next one. Semi Fahoku, the wide receiver that they drafted out of Stanford. Just how far away is he from helping this team on offense? Um, you know, I think he's he's probably got a little ways a bit. Uh, I mean, I think, you know, there's certainly the chance that you're going to see. I mean, you will likely see him uh, at some point on the field playing offense this year. Um, hope taking so, snaps. Yes. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't know that he's going to be a guy that they're going to be um, he's not quite where Cedric Wilson is, right? Where, where like, I think Wilson's a guy that even despite all these other talented wide receivers, they like trying to get him on the field, you know, mm-hmm. and, and try to mix him in. I don't know that they're going to push that hard for Fehoku right away unless Fehoku takes you know, several steps. Um, it probably would depend on what he does in special teams, right? Yeah. Like if he's and, contributing and what, on special teams, then I think he might earn a couple, you know, snaps per game on offense. But – I could just as easy see him be not active at all. The first yeah, half I was just going to say, if he's active, then I, I would not be surprised if him getting snaps early just because yeah. you know they have limited players there. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised there. I, I don't know if uh, I don't know if they're um, you know going to go out of their way, like I said, to kind of get him on the field specifically if he hasn't earned a spot in special teams and 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 that sort of thing. Uh, they're not going to design. Sp- you know, yeah. certain plays for Fahoku, right? Like yeah. you're not going to try to say, hey, we need to get him four touches a game. This is not going to happen. If he if he earns those, if injuries happen, I think that's when that's when he could see the field. But I just – if everybody's healthy, I just don't see how he's on the field. I really I don't. Yeah, it's just too, it's just too many receivers. There's too, too many, many receivers right and there's two tight ends that you really, really like, right? You want to find snaps for Jarwin and Schultz. So if – let's say if something does happen to Amari, I think you would see more of 12 personnel. And that's not the worst thing in the world either, because those are two really talented players. So yeah, I um, agree. one more quick break. So I can tell you guys about built bar. It's a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on and you'll get $10 off your next order. I also want to tell you guys about RockAuto.com. It's a family business serving auto parts to customers online for over 20 years. 
They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. All right, last one, Landon. Who is your favorite receiver on this roster outside of those top five? Are you a Aaron Parker guy? You're TJ Vasher, Brandon Smith, Noah Brown. Uh, which one do you want to see make the team? I mean, I like Noah Brown. I mean, I, th- I think, you know, for a guy who, uh, you know, who's – I mean, his job is specifically fifth wide receiver, right? Yes. I mean, he's, yeah. he's a guy who will mix it up on special teams. He'll mix it up as a blocker. Um, you know, he'll do kind of the dirty work stuff. But he can also, you know, be a threat with the football in his hands. If you can mm-hmm. give him the ball, he can – you know, he's big and physical and fast. He can move. Um, so I certainly, I certainly, you know, have uh, some love for him. Um, you know, Brandon Smith is a guy that interests me a lot. And we talked mm-hmm. about him and so, similar in that kind of role where I just, I have strong, I just feel good about the fact that I think that he could be that kind of guy who hangs on the bottom of the wide receiver roster because he can do a lot of things for you while he's developing as a wide receiver. I agree. Uh, and I just think he has great physical tools. Um, he, he's tough. Uh, he's a, a willing, more than willing blocker. Um, I, I have no doubts that he'll be a special team uh, player that, that, that will be valuable just because of the way he plays the game and his uh, physical stats. Um, so I, I, I like those kind of bottom of the roster guys who, you know, because they're, they're, I mean, there's just so much more opportunity to do other things other than be a wide receiver for wide yeah. receivers uh, on this roster. The, the top three jobs are very well solidified. The fourth job is very well solidified, frankly. So if if any of these other guys want to make the team or get on the field, they're going to need to be good at things other than just receiving. Uh, and I think that guys like Brandon Smith and Noah Brown kind of fit the bill of what you're looking for in that specific wide receiver spot. Yeah, I think you covered it pretty well. I do like Brandon Smith. I, I don't mind TJ Vasher. I think he's a year away. I actually think of those three, I think Aaron Parker is actually the best prospect of them all. Of the wide receiver, of being a wide receiver. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. yes. Mm-hmm. But it's still Noah Brown for me. I was actually watching Noah Brown yesterday, and there was a play against Atlanta. It was a third and seven down the middle of the field. He just gets drilled. I mean, just absolutely drilled, hangs onto the ball. It's a first down for the Cowboys. There's like, there's just not many guys that can take that punishment, hold onto the ball, pop right up, and be ready for the next play. I think he's he is too good to be a wide receiver five. I just, I think he is. I think he, he should be a wide receiver three or a wide receiver four for a, maybe a different passing offense. Um, I think he's incredibly reliable. I think he's tough. He's just a good player that I would, I, I, I don't think the Cowboys should move on from him in favor of anybody else in the roster. I, I just, I don't. And that's fair. I mean, I, I, like I said, I like him too. So uh, if, if he ends up being the guy that they end up keeping and, and they let all these uh, other guys either become, uh, uh, you know, free agents or, or hopefully sneak them on a practice squad or whatever, I wouldn't be surprised. Cause I mean, they do have five very good wide receivers who are good specifically at the roles that they play on this team. Yeah. Last couple of things before we head out. Um, how much is it going to suck for the defensive backs trying to cover these receivers in training camp? 
you know, a trial by fire, you know, yeah. it's, it's, they're going to find out real quick who, who's, uh, who can play and who can't. Yeah. I mean, at least you'll know, you know, cause I, I have a feeling that if it, it, it's a lot like how the offensive line has been in previous years, right? Like if, if these guys can get a pass rush against Tyron Smith and Leo Collins, you feel pretty good about them. And, and I think, you know, now it's the wide receiver core that's kind of taken over that true uh, litmus test for how good your defense is. If you could take these guys on, then you're probably ready for the league. Like, I'm really excited to see, like, Nation Wright against Michael Gallup. Like, I want to see I, – because I know that Wright would struggle against Amari Cooper because that's just a type of guy that he's never going to be good against. But the, these downfield threats that are a little bit bigger, fit, more physical, can Nation Wright hang with Michael Gallup? I think that's really fascinating. Can Kelvin Joseph, who has all the athleticism in the world, can he – can he – Stick with Amari Cooper. Uh, can one of these guys, you know, come into the slot and hang with C.D. Lamb? Uh, I, I, this is easily, easily the thing I'm the most excited to see in camp. And I think we actually, you can learn a lot from these one-on-one drills, just like at the Senior Bowl, right? Like you can learn a lot about the movement skills and the way these guys carry themselves and their confidence in the one-on-one drills. Uh, this is where I'm really, really excited to see. Uh, last thing, um, is this the best wide receiver core in football? Yeah, I think it is. I mean, I think if you talk, you know, top to bottom, um, I, I, I think it is. I, 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 you know, like I said, all, you have five wide receivers who, I mean, it's not even just stacking talent. It's like, what are you actually asking these guys to do? Yeah. And yeah. I think, you know, the top three guys are as good as any three in football. And then, you know, Cedric Wilson and Noah Brown for what you asked them to do. Uh, while yes. also being receiving threats, I, I think y- y- it doesn't get much better than that, right? Nope, I agree. I agree. They are, and the, the good thing is it feels like everybody knows their role. Yeah. It doesn't seem like there's any divas here at all. Like I don't I, I don't see, think you're ever going to have Amari Cooper coming out and saying, hey, I need more car- targets or CeeDee Lamb saying I should be the number one receiver. It's not going to happen. The only trash talk he does is in chess, if that which shows you. Awesome. Which is <laughs> which incredible. Is which it's hilarious. It's why I do I, I do love this wide receiver core. It seems like they're all they're very quiet. They're all mm-hmm. kind of cerebral. Uh, they all can play multiple positions, but they're all extremely extremely tough and they're gamers. So really really excited about this group. I'm actually, Lane. I'm fired up to talk about the tight ends. I'm not sure when we're going to do that sometime this week, but uh, I'm excited to get into that because I think. I think we might be having some debates of what the Cowboys are going to do at tight end later this week. So Ooh, make sure you guys okay. are tuning in for that. Uh, you can follow the show on YouTube, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Continue to follow Landon, my new co-host, uh, at McCoolBCB. Uh, you can follow the show at Lockdown Cowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.